When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up the mountain. And after he sat down, his disciples came to him, and he began to speak and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And blessed are you when people revile you or persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. This is the gospel of the Lord. Say the name, ring the bell, and light the candles. It seems like a strange tradition, especially from the outside. But the church has been celebrating this day or celebrating the saints or celebrating those who have gone before us in some way or another for over 1,700 years. Meta Herrick Carlson is a pastor and a poet in the Minneapolis area, and she writes movingly about this day in her book, Speak It Plain. I share her words with you this morning, whether you call it a prayer or a poem. She writes, I listen for it tolling from steeples in the sky. The bells stir the air between here and heartache. For a moment, the mystery satisfies and we are all together. I hang on to memories and promises with my fingernails, just barely. Not because I am certain, but because it is all I have left. Because if I let go, I will fall and break apart. Perhaps, perhaps someone will speak of my beloved today. And then I will not be so alone. Hearing the name aloud makes it real, shares the weight like a new song I think I've always known. There are candles to light. The quiet resistance of remembering. It's comforting to hear something so accurately describe what or how you feel. And Meta does that for me with her description of mourning. It's sad like heartache. It's a heaviness that weighs on you until tears or tiredness take over. It's gripping of memory for dear life. It's a loneliness that we can't quite shake. And yet somehow Jesus says, blessed are those who mourn. That's the thing about a beatitude. It's contrary to what we think it's going to say or that we think it should say. Blessed are those who mourn is not what we expected. Mourning doesn't feel like a blessing, 
You don't need me to tell you that. You've lost a loved one. Maybe it was this year or the last or 20 years ago. Regardless of when, the mourning is still there. We all mourn, it might be, in different ways. It's not the same. Yet maybe you've been on the receiving end, hopefully not here though, when someone says something like, it's been 10 years, 15 years, X number of years, don't you think it's time for closure? That's not really how it works, is it? The feeling of loss may never leave. Today, though, on All Saints Day, it's about the promise of comfort that Jesus talks about. Today is a day set aside to speak about your beloved, to remember them, and by doing so, receive just a little bit of comfort in the midst of your mourning. Remembering may seem so insignificant, a a way of living in the past, not being here now in the present. But Frederick Buechner, a, a theologian, says there's two kinds of remembering, actually. One way is an excursion from the living present back into the dead past. Like longing to relive glory days that are long gone. But there is another way of remembering. The other way is to summon the dead past all the way back into the living present. The young widow remembers her husband, and he is there right beside her. That's the kind of remembering Jesus had in mind when seated at the Last Supper, when he said to his disciples, when he says to all of us, do this in remembrance of me. In our remembrance of that night, of that meal, Jesus and all the company of heaven, all those we have lost, including your beloved, are right beside you every time you take this meal. That's the communion of saints. Remembering them with you right here every Sunday. That's the kind of remembering we are doing today when we say their names, when we ring the bell, when we light the candles. So often we don't ask about someone else's beloved, about the person or the people they've lost. We think it'll make them upset, that it'll draw back unwanted memories, that they'll cry and you don't know what to do with that, that it's salt in a wound that is still healing. But here in this place, in this community, on this day, when you speak of your beloved, it is not salt. It is a salve. It is soothing. It is a balm. Because when you say to someone, tell me about your beloved, and a story is shared, we who mourn are less alone. When you say, I remember what Derek said or what Marvin did.
you help the weight of grief be shared with another set of shoulders. Perhaps someone will speak of my beloved today and I will not be so alone. It's one of the reasons I find funerals so moving. This might sound morbid, but I don't intend for it to be. Some of the most formative, insightful, grace-filled moments in my first year here at Cross of Grace have been the funerals. I never met Jim Smith or Chuck Hirschberger or Giannis Janelson. I met with Bev Bancroft too few times. I didn't have the pleasure to know them as many of you did. And some of you are sitting here and you've never met them also. Yet on the days leading up to and on the day of their funerals, I heard so many stories and so many memories about when they were a child or a young adult, about what led them here to this place, about what they did for work, about what and who they were proud of. It gave me a fuller picture of not only that person we had lost, but all those who loved them deeply. And a fuller understanding of this place in this community. On those days, we were unafraid to speak their names and to share their stories. And those who were gathered were comforted. That's the promise. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Of all the Beatitudes, this is the one where you can make the promise happen. Here and now. You can help give someone else the comfort, if even for a moment, simply by speaking of their beloved. So today, ask someone else about their beloved. Invite someone to share that memory that they're holding on to just by their fingertips. And share the weight of mourning, if only for a moment. Even better, make this a practice throughout the holiday season. It may seem a little early to talk about holidays, but don't act like some of you don't already have your Christmas decorations out or your tree up. You know who you are, and we can probably guess. In this season, the weight and loneliness can feel acute and overbearing. But you can be that promised comfort that Jesus speaks of to someone else. And when you do that, when you invite someone to share a story, to hear the memory, you get to know that person better. You get a fuller picture of who loved them. And if that sounds like you would receive joy asking someone else to share memories and to share stories. It sounds like you would receive joy from giving someone else comfort. Be a Stephen minister. And if you think, I, I want that comfort. I need that comfort in my life. I have stories and memories that I need to share with someone. I need another set of shoulders to help bear my grief. You should get a Stephen minister. If you want to know more about that, talk with me, talk with Pastor Mark, talk with Linda Severe, or anyone else who's a Stephen minister. Shameless plug. And while that comfort might only be temporary, 
sharing a story or a memory. Today is also about holding on to the promise that one day we receive the full comfort of being reunited with all of our beloved ones forevermore. As Meta wrote, our quiet resistance to death is remembering. But Jesus' quiet resistance was his work on the cross. Whereas the spiritual reminds us he never said a mumbling word. And it's through his work that we are forgiven and that the promise to be with God and our loved ones is made ours. You can be certain of that. So receive that promise as a gift this morning. That your beloved is a saint. Not because they lived a nearly perfect life, For us as Lutherans, that's not what a saint is. As Luther liked to say, a saint is a forgiven sinner. Today is not simply saying the names or tolling the bell and lighting the candles. It's much more than that. It's holding on to our memories, to our beloved, and to Christ's promise with all that we have, if even by the tips of our fingers. It is the practice of quiet resistance to death and all that separates us from God and from one another. So I invite you into the practice of quiet resistance, of remembering. Who is your beloved? As we sing this next song, I encourage you to come forward, light a candle, remember your beloved, be comforted by that promise, dear saint, that you will be with them once again. Thanks be to God. Amen.